and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. We're back with another episode. I'm ready to talk some Disney. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode. If you haven't already, it's in the archives. Check it out. It's all about Disney smells, but in a good way. I rank my top 10 favorite Disney smells, Disney scents, if you will. Uh, got a lot of good feedback on Instagram and online and social media. Um, a lot of you guys agreed with with my choices. There were some choices I had on there that um, you know I thought were kind of out there, a little unorthodox. Uh, spoiler alert, one of them I had on my list, the one I probably thought was the most weird and most unique, was the smell of... Um, you know, Disney just after a rainstorm. I thought, you know, no one's going to know what I mean by this. This is really weird. Like, no one's going to get it. And I got a lot of feedback from you guys on Instagram. Like, hey, I'm, you know, I I also love that smell. I, you know, travel from out of state and it reminds me of, you know, summer vacations at Disney. And, you know, there is a distinct smell uh, of uh, Disney after a rainstorm. It's that fresh air that warm, humid Florida air after a rainstorm, it just kind of hits different. And kind of like how I said, you know, for me, it kind of reminds me of, you know, summer vacations as a kid. If you're a new listener to the show, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be me talking about Disney, being a huge Dis nerd for the next, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. You guys are the best. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. If you can do me a big favor, if you're listening to this on your iPhone, uh, head to my uh, my podcast page in the iTunes podcast app. If you click on my, my podcast and leave me a rating and a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Didn't have any new reviews for this week, but I did want to give someone a shout out. I got a message on Instagram from Nancy. I want to give her a shout out. Uh, she sent me a really nice message, basically saying that she enjoys the show and that she sent it to her sons, who are a uh, similar age to me, and also her, her sister, who are big Disney fans as well. You know, we kind of messaged back and forth. And the reason why I wanted to give her a shout out is, you know, my a lot of my thoughts and opinions and a lot of stuff I talk about is very nostalgic. I talk a lot about, you know, Disney when I was a kid, Disney in the 90s, you know, retro Disney and like the the memories. And like I said, her sons are around my age. And she said that she took her family to Disney um, in 1992 for the first time. And that's the exact year my first trip, you know, my parents took me when I was two years old to Disney. So uh, we could relate on that. And, you know, that's, that's why I do this. Like, there's a lot of, of memories that, you know, Disney is a lot of, a lot about memories. You know, I've talked with some other people on Instagram about how, you know, Disney adults get such a bad rap nowadays. Like, you know, Barstool, they just put out a, uh, a, a post on Friday. It was like a bracket and it was like rank, like the biggest weirdos. And there's like a bunch of just random things on there. And one of the, one of the matchups was like Disney adults. Like, why is that weird? You know, the people who say that, you know, Disney adults are weird or, you know, whatever, they they don't get it. It's always the same type of people, too. It's the people that, you know, never went to Disney as a kid with their family or went one time when they were young and, you know, never went back. Or, 
you know, they went there and didn't like it. They don't like crowds or hot weather, whatever it is. It's always the same type of person that's, you know, knocking quote unquote Disney adults. Like they just don't get it. Like going to Disney as an adult isn't like, it's not just, oh, let's go ride rides. That's not what it is. You know, it's about the memories. It's about just being happy. I refer to Disney a lot as a happiness bubble. You know, you go there, everyone's in a good mood. The cast members make things as enjoyable as possible. Everyone says hello and thank you. And it's an escape from the real world. If you do it right, when you're at Disney, you lose track of the time. You lose track of what day it is. You're not thinking about work or home. You're in a happiness bubble. And that's why I love Disney. Um, you know, combine that with all my childhood memories. I've, I've talked about it a lot of me going to Disney with my family you know, those are some of the best memories of my life. And, you know, I just, just a little rant about, uh, you know, people always ripping on Disney adults. They just don't get it. But to get back on track, Nancy, thank you for the kind message. Uh, she also said that uh, she has grandchildren now, um, and they're just waiting for them to be uh, potty trained before uh, taking them on their first Disney trip. So uh, I'm happy for you, and I hope, uh, you know, once they're potty trained, you can, uh, you know, create some more memories for them. This week's episode is going to be a lot of fun. I put a lot of time and effort into this one. You know it's a good topic and you know it's a fun topic when you, know, you spend uh, hours or so working on it and you don't even realize it because you had so much fun doing it. But the topic for this week's episode is, what is your perfect day at Disney? Um, now to kind of explain things a little bit, I kind of use the scenario of, you know, if you could only go to Disney for, for a day, you know, what would you do? In a perfect world, uh, you know, you, you kind of have control over over everything. You can stay where you want, stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to keep it realistic, like not like make up scenarios like, oh, I go, you know, I went to the Magic Kingdom and rode, you know, an attraction that was, you know, closed 20 years ago. It's uh, present day, you know, what would you do at Disney, your ideal day, the perfect day to you? We're going to go over, you know, where we, where would you stay? What time of year would you go? Maybe what day of the week? You know, you can get super specific. You know, what would you have uh, to eat? You know, what rides would you go on, etc. Stuff like that. So, you know, I, I thought of this topic because it reminded me back in the day, uh, me and one of my close friends, we used to work together. And there were, there'd be times at work where we'd get stressed out, you know, bad mood or whatever. Um, and we would just go online. We'd look up like Disney pictures and YouTube videos and stuff like that. And we would, we would refer to it as hashtag Florida. So that was kind of our escape. And, uh, you know, he, he likes Disney. He's more of a casual fan. You know, he went a few times with his family growing up and he's always wanted to go back. So I would always have this kind of fantasy scenario with him of if we went to Disney right then, right there, we're there for a day, like, what would we do? Um, so that's what kind of made me think of it. Your perfect day at Disney. Uh, this was tough, you know, because, um, you know, a lot of what I want to do and where I want to stay, that kind of all ties in together. It was, it was hard to choose, like, where I would even stay. Uh, so we'll, we're going to get into all of that. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, we'll go through, uh, you know, what you guys sent in, what you said your perfect day at Disney was. So without further ado, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board! 
right, let's get into it. What is your perfect day at Disney? This is if you had complete control over your trip and, you know, you had to decide what to do at Disney. If you were there for a day, you could pretty much do whatever you wanted. You know, this is basically what's your ideal day? What's the perfect day, the perfect scenario for you at Disney? I'm going to start it off with the easiest part. You know, I had to... Um, make a lot of notes for this one and actually write down what my perfect day at Disney would be. The easy part, when am I going? When is this perfect Disney day going to be? And for me, it was between two times of the year. I've talked about it a lot. If you if you know me, if you've listened to my podcast, you know I've pretty much spent my entire life going to Disney over the summer in July. And... I've been there for Halloween, I've been there for Christmas, but for me, my my favorite two times of the year to spend, you know, time at Disney are July and October. And for this, call me crazy, I went with July. You know, some people may think I'm crazy because of the heat and the humidity. Um, You know, for me, it doesn't really bother me. I kind of like that heat and humidity. Yeah, if you're standing outside all day in it, yeah, it can, you know, it can kind of get to you. But, you know, here in Chicago, I deal with winters and cold weather 75% of the year. So to me, if it's 90 and hot and sunny and humid, like, I don't care. I'm all for it. That's the, you know, that's the weather I grew up with, you know, going to Disney. I'm immune to it now, I, I like to think. So for me, my perfect Disney day starts in July and preferably it's going to be on a Friday. Friday in July, you know, um, the way we're doing this, kind of kind of trying to keep it realistic. So Fridays in July uh, are going to have probably the highest chances of having the best park times um, in a non-COVID year. I'm hoping, uh, you know, the Magic Kingdom might be open until 2 a.m. in this scenario. So Friday in July... That's where my perfect Disney day starts. Um, you know, I thought about maybe making it in October, um, you know, just because the weather is a little cooler. Um, you have, you know, different activities and stuff, but we're going in July. Bring on the humidity. Now that I have the easiest part of this podcast and my notes out of the way, this is where it gets very tough. <laughs> because if you're going to Disney, I'm not a local. Which means I gotta find somewhere to stay, and um, I wrote down. Let's see, um, one, two, three, four, five. I had five different resorts on my list, and I, you know, I, I struggled to pick one because, you know, do I go with a resort that I've stayed at a lot that I love? Do I go with a resort that I've never stayed at, and this is like my chance to stay at it for the first time? Um, you know, I had to take things into consideration on my perfect Disney day. Like, what do I want to do like that? Um, that kind of helped me choose what my resort was because, you know, you have to deal with transportation and what I want to do at the resort, food, recreation stuff. Um, so that definitely played a role in it. Now I, I'll, let me just go through the ones I had written down. I went with contemporary Polynesian boardwalk, swan dolphin, Art of Animation, and Saratoga Springs. Now, I have a wide variety there. Um, obviously, contemporary and Polynesian to the uh, most popular expensive resorts. I have the Boardwalk, which is also kind of up there. Swan and Dolphin, which is, you know, kind of left out of the conversation of favorite resorts a lot of the times. Um, 
Art of Animation, a value resort, which is kind of crazy, and Saratoga Springs. Now, I, I wrote down the Contemporary and the Polynesian because, you know, they're, they're two deluxe resorts, two of the nicest ones at Disney, um, you know, two of the more popular ones as well. I've stayed at the Contemporary, but I still have never stayed at the Polynesian, so... You know, I was thinking, like, this may this may be my only chance in this scenario. You know, maybe I would choose to stay at the Polynesian. But really the main reason why I had these two um, was because of the resort area, where it's located. The Magic Kingdom resort area. You know, you have the monorail there. You can take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom, to the other resorts. You can take a boat to the other resorts to the Magic Kingdom. So, you know, that's always convenient. You can walk from the uh, the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary as well. And, but I decided not to, as much as I love those resorts, I uh, decided not to go with them. You know, I also thought about Art of Animation and Saratoga Springs. Now, Art of Animation, I feel like unless you've stayed there and had a good experience, maybe you don't understand it, but I really do like this resort a lot. I've stayed here, you know, multiple times when I, uh, you know, I've, when I've gone recently with my family, they have like the junior suite, we all can kind of... You know split two rooms it's kind of nice i like the size of the resort i like that you know whichever building you're in you're you know you're a three to five minute walk to the main lobby where you can fill up your mug it's something to drink it's something to eat you know the arcade you know front desk everything is right there um so i've always kind of liked that i like that you can walk to pop century now they have the skyliner so that's why I considered that one. And then Saratoga Springs, you know, I've always liked that resort as well. I love that you can walk to Disney Springs. I really love that because I love walking. You know, when we stayed there this last summer, I think we walked there like three or four times. Um, but also, you know, the resort's a nice room, good layout, um, pools are nice. Um, and honestly, part of it was, was because of their fitness center. I love their fitness center. And as you'll hear, a part of my perfect Disney day um, includes working out. So that's why I, uh, you know, considered that one as well, but I did not choose those two. The resort I chose to stay at for my perfect day at Disney is the boardwalk. Now hear me out. I've never physically stayed at the boardwalk resort, although I've been there hundreds of times because I've stayed at the Swan and Dolphin and you know, I just love that area. We would just go there to eat and hang out and stuff. I've never actually stayed at the resort and I love the layout but mostly I love the area I love that you're right in between Hollywood Studios and Epcot you can walk to both you can take the boat to both of them you know if you wanted to you know I, I love everything that the boardwalk area offers you know the Yacht and Beach Club is right there if you wanted to get some food there and check out that resort the Swan and Dolphin is right there as well um, all of those things kind of played a role. I love, you know, going to the boardwalk. They have, you know, ice cream shops and food. And um, I think it's the screen door. The, um, like, their their gift shop there has always um, got some cool stuff there. You know, never having physically stayed there played a role. Um, you know, the pool, I don't love their pool, but I don't hate it. Um, it's good enough. Uh, they have a fitness center, which played a role. And, you know, it, the reason why I chose it over Swan and Dolphin and um, Yacht and Beach Club. Yacht and Beach Club I like, don't get me wrong, but I've always just wanted to physically stay at the Boardwalk Resort. And plus, that whole Boardwalk area 
is great. So I went with the boardwalk. That's where I'll be staying on my perfect Disney day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so I've picked the time of year. I've picked where I'm staying. Now let's get this day started. Okay, so I'm at the boardwalk. I wake up. First thing I gotta do is fill up my mug with some coffee uh, as I get ready. And I think to start off my perfect Disney day, I'm gonna get some breakfast right across the lake there at Cape May Cafe at the Beach Club. I love my Disney breakfast, especially when it's buffet style because yes they're a little pricey but kind of a bigger guy i can definitely get my money's worth and uh, you know eat my weight worth of bacon so start off my day i want a good disney breakfast a breakfast buffet something that's going to hold me over and i'm going to go to cape may now i ate here for the first time actually on my last trip and it was a little different it was you know and because of covid and everything they weren't letting people going up to the buffet um, instead, they kind of make it um, kind of family style where you order something and they just bring like a whole, um, you know, pan full of like eggs and bacon and sausage. And then you just ask them for, you know, for more when you want more. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm fine with it as long as it's, uh, you know, all you can eat. I'm um, going to start off my day there. Get a good breakfast in me. You know, it's going to be a long day. Got to have energy. Got to have fuel. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be hungry. And after I finish eating, maybe I'll check out the, uh, the gift shop, see if there's any good souvenirs in the Beach Club gift shop there. And while I'm there, I'm going to fill up my resort mug again and get a coffee to go because my very next stop, I'm going to be walking to Epcot. Had a good breakfast and at the boardwalk, um, you know, it's a short, easy walk. I love that walk. It's very relaxing. I love walking in general. Even if it's going to be 90 degrees and I have a stomach full of eggs and bacon, I'm okay with it. Um, but I'm going to walk to Epcot. I've always loved that back entrance to Epcot. I believe it's uh, International Gateway. It's a little different now. You know, they have the Skyliner station right there. And um, it's a little more congested now. But back in the day, you know, my family, we would always rent a car. So whenever we wanted to go to Epcot, you know, we would either drive to Epcot and park or... You know, when it was a lot easier, we would just drive to the boardwalk, uh, tell the guard at the booth that we're, you know, just going to get something to eat. You know, we were staying on property, so it wasn't really an issue. Um, but we'd park there, maybe get something to eat, but then we would, you know, walk to walk to Epcot or take the boat to Epcot. And uh, that way we're not parking and we can kind of hang out at the boardwalk area as well. So most of my memories include going through that back door of Epcot. And back in the day, they used to have a tram. Uh, that would take you, it, it didn't run for very long, but it, um, you know, it would take you from the boardwalk resorts you know, and drop you off at that international gateway. Before they built the Skyliner platform, there was a large empty space back there, if you remember. Um, and there was like a parkway with grass and like you know, two cement areas on either side. That's where the tram would drop you off and turn around. And that spot, I've always kind of loved that spot. There's two spots at the boardwalk area. That spot and a different one I'll talk about later. 
where you know maybe this is cheesy or, or sappy or what but I've just always wanted to like play catch there you know play catch with my dad or my friend or a cousin and because you're you're literally on the you're 50 feet from the entrance to Epcot you can see the world showcase you can hear the music and the sounds you know I'm a sports guy like I would have loved you know to just pick up a football or bring my baseball glove and just play, just stand there for hours and just toss it around just play catch and just take in the sights of the and the sounds and the beautiful weather um yeah that's it's it's super weird but that's something I've always wanted to do and now that um the Skyliner's there I'll never be able to but I love that back that back entrance in Epcot and uh, that's where we're going to start off and going to have to hit a few things for sure there's going to be some must do's at Epcot my my must do rides and my must do food and shopping so at Epcot on my perfect day the rides that are must do's for me I have to make happen on my perfect day for sure without a doubt test track is one of them you know, whether I do the single rider or the the standby queue, fast pass doesn't matter. Just got just got to make sure I get test track in there. Um, another ride I have to make sure I do. Living with the land, I love the land. I love everything about it. I find it so interesting. I find it, you know, it, it's so unique that Epcot, a theme park, has an attraction that also doubles as like a greenhouse where they actually grow stuff. Like that just blows my mind. Um, you know, maybe it's the nerd in me or something, but I've just always found that so intriguing to me. Um, and I love the ride, so definitely got to make sure I fit that one in there. Next, of course, got to be Spaceship Earth. Love Spaceship Earth, so iconic. Um, got to make sure I hit that. Um, you know, it's it's not the most exciting ride. I, I get it, but again, it's another one where I have a lot of memories on. I just... You know, I find again I find it interesting in how they tell the story and how you're actually inside the you know the giant metal ball um, that's so iconic so uh, spaceship earth definitely my must do as well you know and then really as of now on my perfect day I if if the line was reasonable I would do Soren I would definitely do Soren if it was a reasonable wait time um, that one I feel like sometimes when it's a long wait like it feels longer than it actually is um so i would i would try to fit that one in if possible um and then maybe um figment journey into imagination as well and that would you know that would be it for my must do rides um zero chance i'm ever going on uh, mission space ever again so you could just delete that <laughs> um you know nemo again it's just okay it's not something i'd go out of my way for and uh you know frozen and uh ratatouille and, and stuff uh you know, not a must-do for me. Right, since I'm at Epcot, you know, I, I did have a big breakfast, yes. Um, but I've been walking around, you know. I'm, I'm burning off uh, that breakfast buffet. So some must-do food or snacks. I You know, I'd probably have uh, have to get a, a souvenir popcorn bucket, maybe maybe fill that up on the, uh, on the way back. Um, but other than that, you know, if they had the Food and Wine Festival going on, I'd probably sample something from some of the countries. Um, you know, the Mexico Pavilion has uh, has nachos if I want a snack. Probably not going to eat a, a whole meal, uh, but definitely going to get some snacks while I'm at Epcot, whether it's popcorn or something in Mexico. You know, it, the Food and Wine Festival, if it's not going on, you know, maybe... Um, 
maybe a pastry or something from the bakery in France or the bakery in Norway. Ooh, I think I just talked myself into getting some school bread from the bakery in Norway. Maybe some school bread and a Viking coffee? That sounds like a nice afternoon snack at Epcot. I think that's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Norway bakery. I'm gonna get myself a Viking coffee and some school bread. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy that. That's gonna be my snack. Maybe get a popcorn, uh, fill up the popcorn bucket. Maybe uh, have, a, have a few handfuls and then just, you know, put that lid back on and uh, snack on it later. And then really, you know, I got the, the food and the snacks down. I got my rides down. Um, you know, at Epcot, I would just want to make sure I do some shopping and some, you know, just come some walking around. I would uh, do a lap around World Showcase, um, of course. You know, stop in all the gift shops that I wanted to. Um, you know, I I I love walk around World Showcase, even if I've already done it like that trip once. Um, even if I don't stop in the gift shops and stuff, I'll do it another time. Just I like I like the sights and the sounds. You know, I think you guys can relate to that. It's it's cool to see everything and hear the sounds and see the people. And you know, it's just something I like to do. Um, you know, as of right now, I don't think Mouse Gear. Um, exists anymore I'm not sure um, but Mouse Gear was always the go-to you know gift shop at Epcot it was probably my favorite on property actually you know I liked it better than the Main Street shops I liked it better than um, Disney Springs you know Mouse Gear was always the best I always feel like they had like the best stuff and the best selection even this past trip they had um, like a temporary Mouse Gear it was a lot smaller but I still walked out of there with like two giant Mickey bags full of uh, souvenirs and stuff. So definitely gonna hit whatever gift shop or whatever they have. Pick up some souvenirs. I, you know, every trip, um, I have to get a coffee mug. That's like the thing I do. I love getting a, a coffee mug. Obviously, if you haven't noticed, I love coffee. But I also just usually try to get a T-shirt as well. I love, you know, repping Disney while I'm um, at home. So I'd probably stop in the in the gift shop, get a get a coffee mug, get a T-shirt. And you know whatever else I find that I that I want to bring home with me, and I think that would probably do it for my trip to Epcot. I did my rides, I got my snacks, got my souvenirs. So then it would be time to head back to the resort, head back to Boardwalk, and this like middle part of the day, you know, um, this is where I just kind of hang out at the resort. I get some things done there. So the first thing, if I needed to, I would take a power nap. That's a that's only if I needed to. You know, in case of emergency break glass, take that Disney power nap um, to, to get re-energized for the rest of the night. But since I'm back at the resort, you know, this is where you kind of relax. Maybe you, you know, change your outfit, change your socks. If you're sweaty or wet or whatever, you know, from rain and walking. And, um, I would definitely hit up the pool. That's for sure. Got to get some sun, work on my tan, hang out in the pool a little bit. Um... Like I kind of mentioned earlier, for me personally, I would 100% have to get a workout in. The um, the Boardwalk Fitness Center, it's it's good enough. Um, I love the name. It's called Muscles and Bustles. Um, I've, every time I go to the Boardwalk, I, I peer in through the door and check it out. Um, I would get a workout in, get my Disney pump on, you know. Got to <laughs> keep, uh, you know, keep up the hard work in the gym. You know, I, I went to the pool, hung out at the pool, power nap if necessary. Then, um, you know, just kind of kill some time. Maybe walk around the boardwalk, check out the Swan and Dolphin, check out the um, the screen door, the store at the boardwalk resort, see if there's any souvenirs I need from there. Um, this is where, too, I, uh, you know, I talked about that spot 
by the International Gateway where I've always wanted to play catch. There's a spot at the boardwalk as well. Now this spot you probably all know if you know that resort well. It's like right when you walk down from the main lobby down those stairs and there's that giant patch of grass that you've probably seen little kids running around and maybe they have like resort activities there. That's the spot I've always wanted to play catch. You know, I've never stayed at the resort, so it's kind of impossible. But for me, you know, on my perfect day, if I had like a friend or family with me, just stand there for, you know, an hour or whatever and just kind of toss around a football or a baseball. And again, just kind of take in the sights and the sounds, enjoy the weather. Like I'm in Disney, I'm throwing a football or throwing a baseball. Like, like that's all my favorite things combined. Um, I know it's weird, it's kind of sappy, cheesy, whatever, but that, you know, to me, that's something I've always wanted to do. And on a perfect Disney day for me, that's something I would, you know, make sure I, I did. So I've hung out at the resort. I've kind of, uh, you know, uh, rested and recharged the batteries. I'm ready for the night. I think my plan would be for sure to hit up the Magic Kingdom. You know, it's a Friday, like I said, in July, so I'm hoping the park's open till midnight, 1 a.m., something like that. Um, but before I head to the Magic Kingdom, I'm going to get some food. I'm going to get an early dinner because I like, I like getting the dinner out of the way before I get into the park. So that when I'm in the park, I can just focus on, you know, rides, shopping, and then like, you know, little snacks or, or dessert, whatever. And also, because I'm staying at the boardwalk, my all-time favorite Disney World restaurant is ESPN Club. Now, hear me out for a second. I, I know it's not the best. Um, actually, right now, I think it's currently closed, and I'm very concerned, but I'm assuming it's going to be open. I know it's not the best. They've had problems with service. They've, you know, the food isn't the best. I know that. They've changed the menu a bunch of times. But to me, it's always been my favorite because I love sports, I love Disney, love the boardwalk, and it's all right there. You know, going there as a kid, it was amazing seeing all of that sports memorabilia and all the TVs. Like, this is back, you know, in the 90s, 2000s. Like, I couldn't watch, you know, every single baseball team or football team. You know, I, you only see, you know, your local team, like for me, all the Chicago teams, you know, and then like pretty much highlights. You know, and you walk into this restaurant and they have all these players you just know from like video games and all-star games and stuff. You see all their signed jerseys and bats and balls and stuff. And there was also a, a point where at the, at the restaurant, if you sat in the booths, they had the TVs in the booths. And you could also rent PlayStation controllers because they had the PlayStations, um, you know, mounted into the wall. So you could rent controllers and play video games while you wait for your food, after you eat, you know, whatever. And again, as a kid in the 90s, that was unheard of. I, we, Me and my cousins wanted to go there just to play PlayStation, probably, you know. Um, we also had a pretty cool arcade. But just everything about it, the sports, all of that, the memories is why I've always loved it. The Booyah Chili, decent wings. And again, still, I love sports. So, you know, if I'm at the boardwalk, I'm going to go there. I'm going to check out whatever game is on. going to get some food. And uh, I'm going to check out still, I, every time I go, I, I look at all the memorabilia and like <laughs> I make a mental note of what I want to add to my man cave. Um, so definitely going to get an early dinner there, you know, get some, get some good food. And then that way at the Magic Kingdom, you know, I can do rides and shopping and stuff and just kind of uh, get some of the snacks that I want to get. All right. So now for the last part of my perfect day at Disney, 
Like I said, we're going to head to the Magic Kingdom. For me, uh, my favorite way to get there, the most ideal for me, is to drive to the Contemporary and uh, take the monorail there. So we're going to drive on over to the Contemporary. Maybe I'll stop at the uh, Contempo Cafe. You know, fill up my fill up my resort mug, get something to drink. You know, check out the gift shops there. Then, you know, obviously take the monorail. I love the monorail. Get to ride it, um, you know, as much as possible when I can. And, um, you know, th it's one of those things. I feel like I could just ride, ride it all day, even if I wasn't going into the park. But we're going to head to the Contemporary, take the monorail, and then we'll start our night at the Magic Kingdom. Hopefully it's open late. First, we're going to have to do some of our must-do rides. The must-do rides for me at the Magic Kingdom, I think... At first thought, the three mountains, we got we to gotta hit up Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Space Mountain more than once, if possible. Love doing those rides, love those coasters. You know, that's three of, the, three of the best rides at Disney. You get your money's worth with all three of those. Like, Thunder Mountain is a good, long coaster. It's fun, it's fast, it's got sharp turns. You know, Splash Mountain, obviously, it has the big drop. Um, it has, you know, those couple other smaller drops, catchy music. You know, it's a good long ride. And then same thing with Space Mountain, very similar to Thunder Mountain. You know, you got the cool factor. It's indoors. It's dark. It's a good long ride. It's fast, sharp turns, sun drops, you know, so you really can't go wrong with those three. Um, you know, another ride that would make my must do is the People Mover. I would have to make sure I, I hit the People Mover. And it's one of those attractions where I could just ride it all night. I find it so relaxing on that ride, the... You get the tour of Tomorrowland and the sounds, and you see the people, and you know the, even just the sound of the um, you know the car you're sitting in and going through the track, like just so peaceful. There's always a uh, a nice calm breeze when you're on it. So definitely would have to hit up the People Mover as well. After that, of course, we gotta hit the classics. We gotta hit up the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, two of my favorite rides. You know, any trip to Magic Kingdom, got to make sure we do we do those two. You know, um, you know, I didn't mention it yet either, but Magic Kingdom at night. Um, that's why I kind of picked it too. It's it's open late, yeah, but I've just always loved the Magic Kingdom at night. I love the colors, um, especially in Tomorrowland. But just the colors, the sounds. It's you know, it's it's a lot cooler than during the day. Um, you know, it just kind of adds to the mystique of rides like the Haunted Mansion when you're waiting in line for it. So, um, just something I had to get in there, too, of why I wanted to go to the Magic Kingdom at night on my perfect day. So we did Pirates, we did Haunted, and I think maybe my last must-do, I think I would go with the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Now, this is a ride, um, you know, it's still somewhat new, and it's a fun ride, and the problem is it's always super long. Um, now I'm kind of just assuming I don't have a fast pass for it or whatever. Um, but like on my, on my most recent vacations, what we do with this one is we get in line for this at the end of the night, you know, 10 minutes before the park closes and just wait it out. You know, more than likely the wait time is going to be shorter than it actually says on the sign. So, uh, you know, maybe on my perfect night, uh, you know, at the Magic Kingdom, I will, I'll wait till the last minute and then run into the line, you know, and ride this one last. Now we did our, our must-do rides, the Three Mountains, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, the People Mover, and the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. 
Some other must-dos I would have to make sure I do at the Magic Kingdom. Definitely some shopping. You know, there's a lot of different stores to choose from. Pretty much everything on Main Street. You gotta go in, you gotta just cut through the first store and just go through every single one till you get to the end. You know, do the same thing on the other side. Always, uh, always great souvenirs in those stores. You know, also on Main Street, if you're feeling uh, a little hungry, they have the, co the confectionery and the bakery there. You can get some candy, get some snacks, get some Starbucks coffee. You know, everything on Main Street is, is great. I love, you know, even just kind of sitting there, you know, and um, I, I've said it a bunch of times, but taking the sights and the sounds and just kind of people watch. And I find it very relaxing. And, you know, again, it's something I could do all night is just sit there. Now, if I'm feeling like getting some snacks, I have a, uh, a good variety to choose from at the Magic Kingdom. Um, I got my popcorn bucket. I can get some popcorn. As I mentioned, the uh, Main Street has the, the bakery with Starbucks and the confectionery. If I want some coffee, want some cupcakes, candy, Rice Krispies, uh, pretty much anything I want for a sweet tooth is right there on Main Street. Um, you know, even like Casey's Corner. You know, for some people, maybe that's a meal, but sometimes, you know, a, a nice hot dog is, is a good snack. You know, a hot dog and, and, and cheese fries. Or if I'm, uh, you know, feeling like some ice cream, of course, we have Dole Whips available at the Magic Kingdom in Adventureland. If I wanted to go with a Dole Whip, always nice to get one there in Adventureland. Hear those hear those sounds of the, the music and kind of feels like you're in the jungle and you're, you know, you're eating this pineapple uh, ice cream. Um, also, a uh, pretty underrated ice cream spot in the Magic Kingdom is in Tomorrowland at uh, Anti-Gravities. I believe they have like um, ice cream floats and uh, ice cream cones and stuff. The, the last one I got there was, they call it like the 2319 off of uh, Monsters, Inc. It was his cool like orange ice cream cone and it had like a little like chocolate sock on it. It was, it was so cool. Um, so if you're feeling like some ice cream, that's an underrated spot as well. But for me, you know, like I said, I had an early dinner, so probably just a snack like popcorn or maybe like ice cream, maybe get a, uh, a dessert from the Main Street Bakery. That's for the ride home. That's, you know, that's usually one of my, uh, my hacks too. like, you know, Disney World, um, you know, the food courts, if you're at a resort with a food court, more than likely it's going to close at like 10 or 11 o'clock. I don't know if any of them close at midnight. So, you know, most likely when you get back from the parks... You know, it's closed. And what if you're hungry? You're awake. You know, you, you got a taste or something. Maybe you don't have any snacks in the room. So, especially at the Magic Kingdom, what I like to do is on the way out, I'll, I'll wait in line at the bakery and I'll get like a, uh, you know, a cupcake or a brownie or whatever. You know, even sometimes a chocolate milk. Uh, yes, I still love a, a good chocolate milk, especially at Disney. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to drink another coffee at uh, 11 o'clock at night and I don't want to have water. Uh, with my cupcake, so truck milk and a uh, and a dessert always works well at the end of the night. Uh, you know, you may have noticed I didn't mention any parades or fireworks show on my perfect day. Um, you know, I think if Happily Ever After was there, maybe, maybe I would uh, stop and watch it. Wishes, maybe I would stop and watch it. You know, the current show Enchantment, I would not go out of my way, you know, especially on my perfect day. You know, I would not go out of my way to, um, you know, uh, stake out a spot and, you know, watch an entire show. And I'd rather be, you know, going on rides and, and doing stuff like that. You know, especially when you watch these shows now at the Magic Kingdom, 
you just can't walk if the show starts at like 9 15 you can't just walk up at 9 10 and be like okay hey we're here let's just watch the show no you gotta stake out a spot like an hour and a half beforehand if you want any chance of seeing you know the the castle with the fireworks and not be blocked by branches and people like it's a, it's a commitment um you know that's time that's time i'm not going to um not going to waste on a, on a show I'm not fond of, like Enchantment, uh, when I can be riding, you know, Thunder Mountain and, and Splash Mountain back to back because the wait times are low while the show is going on. So, my perfect day, yeah, it's not going to include a, a nighttime show. Like I said, I, I would get my must-do rides in there. If if there was time, I would do obviously some more rides, the Jungle Cruise. Um, I've always loved the Speedway at night. I love, you know. That's a good long ride, even though it's, it goes slow and you're on a track, but still, I've always kind of enjoyed it. You know, Buzz Lightyear, um, Peter Pan's Flight, like all these, there's so many attractions to choose from. Obviously, if I had time and could fit them all in, I would ride literally as many as possible on my perfect day. Uh, but I just wanted to list the, the must-dos, like the ones I would make sure to do first. You know, People Mover is one of those, too, where I could definitely see myself doing more than once. Usually never wait time and, uh, you know, to kill some time and relax. Or if I need to sit down, I'll just uh, go on the people mover. But we did our rides. We got some snacks. We did some shopping. That uh, that pretty much wraps up my perfect day at Disney. You know, all that's left is is the ride home. You know, getting back from the Magic Kingdom, I, you know, I would walk to the Contemporary instead of taking the monorail. And it's going to be totally crazy and backed up and it's a very short walk and again I've always kind of liked that walk back um, you know you can kind of see the the uh, you know Space Mountain and like the back entrance there um, then get to the contemporary drive back to the resort enjoy my chocolate milk and get some sleep and that would be it now before we end this episode I've talked about my perfect day for the last, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. Now let's hear about your perfect day. I asked you guys on Instagram, what is your perfect Disney day? Now I didn't give any, you know, specifics or details or anything. So whatever you replied is fair game, whether it's fantasy, what if it's, you know, realistic, whatever it is. But let's go through some of the ones that you sent to me. Starting us off is Ears by Ray. They said, French breakfast, test track, harp, Fish, chips, hop to MGM, Rizzo's, rides, beers, pretzels. That's like the greatest sentence I've ever read in my life. <laughs> uh, everything from uh, Test Track to hop to MGM, still calling it MGM, respect. Uh, Rizzo's, rides, beers, and pretzels. That's your perfect day. That's That sounds like a pretty good day. Uh, this next one is from Zachai Griffith. Uh, they said low crowds. That's your perfect day. Yeah, a, a perfect day at Disney could just be low crowds. You know, it gets, uh, gets pretty crazy there sometimes. Um, Melilo29 said, I can't fit the whole answer here, LOL. All right. Well, I guess we'll never know what your perfect Disney day is. This next one is from Will Shigaisky. Having a breakfast reservation at a park before it opens. That sounds, you know what, I've, I've never um, done that yet. I, know, I feel like that's somewhat new. Um, but it's definitely something I'd love to try, like being in the park with pretty much no one there enjoying a breakfast that uh that does sound like a good day this next one is nolan stalker they said getting to do everything you want to do but to be in the moment while doing it wow that's i feel like that's deep i need to reread that one 
Here's one from Dream Builder Lauren. They said, 2001 Disney's California Adventure. I love the original. Crazy, I know. I do love the current version, too, though. So here's an example. Perfect Disney Day. You know, I didn't give any context. Um, they would love to go back and experience 2001 Disney's California Adventure. That would be um, pretty cool to do, going back. Um, I know there are some other submissions, too, about going back in time and experiencing Disney uh, in a different time. This next one's from Geek with an Orange Jeep. 40s music on Sunset, messing with the First Order, grabbing a Blue Milk, and a Ronto Wrap. That sounds like a perfect day. Disney's Hollywood Studios, love it. The 40s music on uh, Sunset, I feel you there. Uh, definitely sounds like a great day. Next, we have the Duchess of Disney. They said low crowds, morning at Animal Kingdom, evening at Epcot, and jelly rolls for dinner. Sounds like a simple yet thought-out plan. Um really can't go wrong with Animal Kingdom, Epcot. Uh, you know, I've never been to Jelly Rolls for dinner, but obviously I love the boardwalk area, so that sounds like a great day. Next we have a uh, Under a Tooth, a, uh, a short one here, Rope Drop to Fireworks. Pretty straightforward there. Sounds like, you know, any park, as long as you're there from, you know, morning to night, Rope Drop to Fireworks, spend the whole day in the parks, I can, uh, I can dig that. Next we have Cat Freet. Paper fast passes, short wait times, and low crowds. Paper fast passes on my ideal Disney day. If this was like a um, like a fantasy scenario, I would definitely bring those back. That'd make it a lot easier too for me to uh, you know get my must rides in. And obviously, short wait times and low crowds makes everything better as well. Sunlit K says, Starbucks on Main Street, then start to the left, ride all the rides, and do some shopping before fireworks. That sounds. It's kind of like my day, you know, you gotta, gotta start off the Magic Kingdom with some Starbucks on Main Street. You know, then pretty much ride all the rides at Magic Kingdom, you know, get some shopping in, and then enjoy the fireworks show at the end of the night. Next, we have Juicy Dubs. They said, any full Magic Kingdom day, 2 a.m. close. So, yeah, pretty much, you know, if you could, uh, if you could just spend all day in the Magic Kingdom on one of those lucky nights where it was open until 2 a.m., um, you know, you could pretty much get everything done. You know in that day from you know morning to night especially the 2 a.m like you know the crowds would always kind of uh, thin out after like 10 11 p.m so you could really get a lot of rides in there and our last one for today is going to be from Ali m146 rope drop animal kingdom flight of passage and safari hollywood studios for galaxy's edge after dark and finish at the magic kingdom extra magic hours lots of advil <laughs> that last part had me cracking up uh, yeah, that's a busy day. You know, you're rope dropping Animal Kingdom. Got to get Flight of Passage, in, you know, in there. The Safari and all, uh, another, you know, such a unique attraction. You got to get that in there as well. If you're going to do Animal Kingdom, you got to get the Safari in there. Uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. I haven't been able to go on the ride yet, but, you know, the hype uh, of what I understand is real on that. You know, and finish at Magic Kingdom Extra Magic Hours. Maybe it's, you know, back in the day when it's open until 2 or 3 a.m., which would mean, yes, a lot of Advil would be required. A ton of good entries, as always. Thank you guys for submitting them to me and, you know, letting me hear about your perfect Disney day. Uh, you know, we, we always kind of think alike. And, you know, to me, realistically, as long as you're at, at Disney in the parks, you really can't go wrong with, you know, a perfect day. As long as you're hitting up the parks and you're doing some shopping, eating some food, you're probably going to, you know, enjoy yourself. You know, if you know me, I always like to com, uh, compare things to sports. 
you know, growing up, I would always kind of say, you know, like when I'd go to like Wrigley Field to see a Cubs game and people always ask, oh, what kind of seats do you got? Like, I would always say like any seat inside the ballpark is a good seat. Like as long as you're there, you're experiencing it, you're not blocked by a pole, like, you can see the field. Uh, but really, you know, you're there, you're inside the park, you can experience it. Like it doesn't matter where you're sitting. I kind of can, you know, can say that about Disney as well. As long as you're there, you know, you're inside the parks, you're on Disney property, you're going to have a good time. You're going to enjoy yourself. So really can't go wrong. And that about wraps up this week's episode. Thanks again for stopping by and listening. I appreciate you guys and you know, all the feedback I receive on Instagram and stuff. And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. I'm always active on there, posting stories and reels and uh, interacting with you guys and my messages. So anything ever comes up, shoot me a message. We can talk some Disney. And if you haven't already, head to my podcast page on the Apple Podcast app. If you leave me a five-star rating, I'd really appreciate it. And if you leave me a review, I'll give you a shout-out on the next episode. Those mean the world to me. And until next time. Always remember, it all started with a mouse. Mm-hmm.